the window had been busted out and our gear, part of our gear had been stolen. Uh, there's nowhere to play up here at all. I'm sitting there kind of by myself, like waiting for my manners. And, and the mirrors, like they, the mirrors kind of like spin open like 90 degrees, like they kind of rotate open. And all these women in sexy lingerie can come walking out from behind the mirrors. I'm just well, going to throw this out there that it almost sounded like you were kind of the dark side sometimes of the scene. Just when I parted ways with monuments and say so it was a really, really desperate time of my life. At the end of it, our bass player told us, like, he just looked at us and was like, yeah, this is my last show. So, like, basically back to the beast era. Dealing with this alcohol intake and we're at a Christian festival and we're supposed to be a Christian band. I was kind of like, man, this, this sucks. This is not a good look. Welcome back to Dark Side of the Scene. I'm your host, Brandon, alongside Ed. What's up? Not much. So I got I got done with this this Willow show on Disney Plus before I got on here. And I was actually glad because the show was torture. And I put posted on Facebook how terrible it is because nobody's actually posted any spoilers about it because it's that bad. <laughs> or nobody cares, but they'll spoil any other show for you. Fuck you, people do that. But um, one of my friends was... did that. Not to interrupt, but I was in the theater to go watch the new Star Wars when it first like up like the Force Awakens. So this was whatever how many years ago this was, and I was scrolling through and I seen his post and it ruined like one of the big turning points of that movie. I was like, this motherfucker. That's not cool. I don't care. Like, don't do that shit for people. Yeah, that was a straight dick because he went to. I went to like the nine o'clock one, and he went to the six o'clock one, and he fucking just posted it right after. Oh like, god, fuckhead. Yeah, that's the whole point of movies is to, you know, you want to be surprised and wowed, and then I want the cheap. And then I want the cheap version of it on Facebook. Or so that was my that was my uh, mistake of looking through Facebook waiting for the movie to start. Oh no, that's a it's a shitty move. But uh, anyway, yeah, I like I said, finished the show it was terrible. But then it made me think, like, I don't know, randomly came up that I think I read in an article that the metal band Nile had once submitted music so they could try to be on the uh, original Mummy, you know, the Brandon Fraser one, the first one, yeah, to be on their soundtrack, and they got denied. I mean, I guess a for effort. But fuck Hollywood, you know, like the mummy, I don't think it's even historically accurate. I think they just wanted to make a plot and then make the sets as like authentically Egyptian looking. But I don't really think they had any basis on anything, you know, in real life. But I feel like but Nile actually goes and researches their lyrical content and, you know, makes, I mean, I don't there's i don't know how much of their stuff is true or not but it's based on things that they stories they read and that's cool that for the effort but you know to be denied a band that actually does work on their own egyptian thing just because they sound like a huge train with growling come on i mean <laughs> that would have been i think i think they deserve that they should have so i guess it's not really a rant 
but I was wondering if any other bands have ever tried to get on a soundtrack and what the process of that was like, or if they got on. That'd be interesting to hear, I think, you know. Basically not being accepted because of the material that they play. Because at that point, metal music's not considered. That movie came out, what, like 25 years ago or some Probably, shit? Probably, yeah, I was a young shit. I remember that, and I was like, that would have been cool if now would have made it on there. Yeah, I'd... but like in the eighties was full of like heavy metal movies, like <laughs> oh, probably, but yeah, things really change perspectives. I think I don't know too many movies throughout the nineties that really had too much metal, like they had probably new metal, and then into the two thousands and up to where we are now, you don't really hear a whole lot of real metal. In anything anymore dude i don't don't get me started why metal died as, as soon as we like grunge came out i was an angry kid and like i still don't like grunge because of that <laughs> like i had a, i had some some uh documentary about thrash metal like all the thrash metal guys brought on all these grunge metal bands and once the grunge metal bands got on bigger they just forgot all about the metal guys that pisses me off and that should not surprise me so i'm not gonna get a rant on that kind of shit so Oh, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why I don't like grunge music at all. I just, yeah. it makes me feel dirty. I don't know. <laughs> well, to anyone out there listening, you've encountered anything that uh, we've talked about. If you can reach out to darksideofthescene.com, well, that is the website where you can find the podcast. You can send an email to Brandon at darksidethescene.com and that's how you can reach out to us. But does that oh, does that actually work? Like the without being word of mouth, the people actually emailed you that you've never heard of? I've been emailed by a few people, but I don't know if they've seen posts or what, but okay. that, that is the way to get a hold of this show. We are booking episodes. We are completely booked for a while. So if you want to get on this show, you're gonna to have to hurry up and send that email because It'd be a pretty long waiting period, hmm. but we've got a guy waiting to come on in here. So we're going to bring him on in. So hang tight. I'd like to take the time to welcome our guest to the show tonight. Mark, thanks for coming out and talking to us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yep. Definitely. Right on. Is, uh, is your last name related to the famous director or just, just have that in the last name? <laughs> Uh, which, wait, what, what now? The, the G-U-N-N, the gun. Yeah, no, no, that's my real last name. Oh, okay, you're not related to that famous director? Uh, <laughs> not that I'm aware of. Okay. I haven't been invited to any, uh, weddings or, uh, birthday parties. What a dick. I tell you. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, that's the real last name, not a okay. stage name or anything. Okay, cool. You could, you not, not been... like some, not like some phony director. Yeah. You could have been in a, one of those Marvel movies or something. Oh, yeah. Well, they'd have to do a lot on the CGI to make me buff. I need that. <laughs> AI will do it for you. All right. It's true. What a, what a world we live in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, want to tell a little bit about yourself, like what you've been involved in, anything like that? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, basically, uh, the little blurb I sent you kind of just uh, outlines it. Like, basically, it was born in... Uh, are you guys in Northeast Indiana? 
no yeah or well more north yeah i think i'm north i'm in north central indiana like not too north of kokomo oh okay okay so basically though indiana so like yeah from here kind of just uh did bands and stuff all through high school and out of high school and then uh at some point i was in a band and we uh had a couple members that wanted to move out to arizona and I said, "Me too." <laughs> so, packed a packed up the Nova, took like my last five hundred dollars, and moved to the big city. Nice. The big city in the desert. Yeah, yep, and yeah, that was a a lot of fun, and was out there for about twenty two years. Oh, and then the beast happened. Oh man, <laughs> and then, uh, and that, and also uh, I was renting a house and uh the uh, housing market was definitely a seller's market at this time so like pretty much the owner of the house wanted to sell there was no work getting done so it's either uh be homeless in phoenix or kind of just swallow the pride and come back home oh man yeah that's a and at least a 22 years huh yeah yeah wow. so like i moved out there like the fall of 98 Wow, and so yeah, I was, uh, I was having a pretty good time out there. <laughs> what was the uh, scene like there? Um, I mean, it just depends on uh, what uh, you're into, you know. Like uh, when I got down there, like it was like big on like house DJs, break beats. You know, the club scene there was. I mean, it's a college town, so that was going to be pretty popping. Mm. Uh, there was a couple of kind of. I'd say sort of famous metal bands that kind of came out from there. Right. Uh, and like they had like a little bit of their own scene going on there. Like it was, uh, oh gosh, uh, guys from uh, Soulfly had like a house out that way. Mm. Yeah. You know, so like, it, yeah, I mean, metal's good, big there. Um, then like for some reason, everybody in that city really loves social distortion. Like, yeah, like that's, I don't know if they're from there or not, but like they were super huge there, you know, punk scene there is pretty big. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like the fifth largest city in the nation. So there was always something going on. Yeah. Yeah. I know there was a uh, Glendale area is where job for a cowboy, the death core band came out of. Okay, I haven't heard of them, but I've heard of Glendale. That place, I never really liked going to that town. <laughs> not, a, not a whole lot going on in Glendale. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where it said they were from. Okay. Yep, yep, that's uh, it's on the west side of west west side of the valley. No, I'm not. I'm not real sure. I'm not yeah. familiar with the area. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I'll, I'll get you guys clued in. Yeah, I'll send it over a map and everything. <laughs> so. I've been out there a couple times, but it all looked the same to me. I, I have family in like Tucson that some of them I never met. So you know, maybe one day I'll go out there. Maybe I'll like get stuck there. Tucson's a cool town too. Yeah, yeah. I went to some old airplane graveyard in Tucson. I think really oh yeah yeah no i've seen the pictures of that that's like this massive decommissioned airplane lot that's that goes on yeah. for really? miles yeah yeah I, I went and looked at some of them and stuff but other than that it's 
I just remember driving for like three hours through a flat desert looking area. <laughs> you find it aliens? Damn. Oh, well. No, I was going the wrong direction. I needed to go up north of Vegas. <laughs> so basically, the beast like made you force you to relocate. So, how's that been going for you? in general i mean it it is what it is you know i, I right. still kind of want to get back out to arizona because i mean <laughs> when you kind of weigh the two to you know next to each other it's like phoenix fort wayne phoenix Fort oh, like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of no no contest on that one but i mean it's awesome to be like being able to kick it with family and everything you know mm. old high school friends and stuff mm. so nice but yeah, wow. but yeah, just uh, kind of just working, trying to save up and uh, make my great escape at some point. <laughs> gotcha. So uh, I'm trying to think. Um, any crazy band experiences while you're out there for like that long? You know. Um, I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, there was a a lot of fun stuff going on there. So like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just a lot of partying with us, you know. I mean, I mean, there's been a couple of times where you know, like, you did like, you know, get dicked over by a club owner, but like the mm-hmm. way we handled that is like we told all our friends, and they never really got to book any of our friends after that. Mm-hmm. So, like that was the, that was the good thing about like a jam scene out in uh. Arizona or in Phoenix in particular, just because it was small enough that we all knew each other. And so like, yeah. And yeah, it was just a, just a a lot of fun, a lot of partying, a lot of hangovers. (laughs) I haven't had one of those in a long time. (laughs) Uh, They kind of suck, man. Yeah. Yeah. It proves your age when they get worse. And then you just feel like a piece of shit the next day. I'm like, Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, for sure, day, man. Yeah. yeah I had the... one right around Christmas time when my that'll company teach. Christmas party. That'll teach you. Well, I pre-gamed in the motel room. Oh. That was really stupid of me. <laughs> right. Are, are you a liquor guy or a wine guy, beer guy? I'm a really not a, much of a drinker guy. So okay. we, we pre-gamed with I was making Jaeger bombs because that's <laughs> kind of, that's my kind of go-to thing. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, a little bit of an alcoholic speedball there. Yeah, so uh, I think I did about eight, like <laughs> over a like a two hour period, and then okay. I went downstairs and like, yeah, I fucked up, <laughs> and uh, my <laughs> wife's with me, so we're trying to uh like get to the food and everything because it's like really high class Christmas party. They paid for our motel room in this big ritzy motel in Indianapolis and everything else. Like the booze was free, but I'm picky. So yeah, and probably don't want to make an ass of yourself there either. Yeah. So I was just trying, I end up having to pay for all my drinks because I guess I'm, I didn't like the free beer that they had. It was like a strange in the house. They had like Coors Light or like Budweiser, which is usually what I would drink. Mm-hmm. They did not have that. Like you would have to pay for it. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to pay for it. I'm just going to drink Tom Collins, which no one knew what the fuck Tom Collins was. So I had to explain to him what that was. And then 
I ended up spending like a hundred something bucks at the bar. Uh, All right. Happy hour hero over here. Yeah. Right. So then, so then the next day I woke up, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's not like a, when you're in your 20s where you can just like have a hangover and have to be done by like midday. <laughs> you know, what kind of fancy food do they have anyway? That's fancy a place, food. That's the place right. I was at. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. They, um, they had these weird steak strips, and that's all I really ate. They had a lot of like steak strips. They had like shrimp, and they had <laughs> it's all stuff like they had like salmon. I think was part of the meal. I don't eat fish or anything like that, so I didn't eat it. And then they had some weird vegetable stuff that I couldn't even tell you what it was. And they had like cauliflower steaks. Never heard of that shit before, but they just like grilled cauliflower. Like this isn't steak. Oh, it must have been for the non meat eaters. Yeah, I don't know. They most of the stuff that they had is apparently was really good, but I'm very picky, and I was like, if it's not coming from an animal, I guess I'm not eating it. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, yeah. So so back to Mark. Um, so how's uh things musically been for you now? Then, like now that you're back and for uh, I mean, pretty laid back. I, I mean, uh. I have my guitars that are readily accessible, but I haven't really sat down behind any drums for gosh, a couple of years now. Hmm. So hopefully that's like riding a bike and we'll have to relearn are, a bunch of stuff. Are you a, um, are you mostly a drummer or a guitar player? Um, mostly a drummer, I'd say. I'm, but like, I'm a, I'm surprised you haven't found work in Fort Wayne because there's a lot of bands needing drummers. As far well, as I know, yeah. I guess it's also uh, having me have the desire to actually seek it out. Uh, yeah, I've kind of just been uh, kind of just laying low a lot, uh, doing a lot more uh, uh, music production on the computer. Like I got Ableton as like my DAW, so like I'll make up like some beats there. Uh, done like a song for my sister's uh, web page, so that was like something where I had to break out the guitar and then like. Uh, uh, do like the bass line, you know, on the on the virtual synth, you know. Yeah, and yeah, so it's like kind of just doing things here and there, but like kind of just also also taking it a little easier because mm. like uh, there was a good probably like probably close to like fifteen years where I was in one band or two, and it was just all you know all bled in with each other, you know. Mm. so so kind of just uh, taking advantage of the break time yeah so like did you well were you more versed in that stuff before the beast or did the beast kind of push you to do stuff on your own more um yeah i mean uh, i've kind of always been into like doing like music production and stuff like that mm. like I grew up and my dad had like, you know, like old standalone drum machines. So I'd go in and be able to like punch out a beat on like the grid and, you know, like program beats and that sort of thing. Hmm. So uh, I think probably around 2005, I finally like uh, had somebody uh, kick me down a cracked version of Ableton. So I learned on that and also Reason. So that was... So it's kind of started back there where oh, okay. actually like more of a more professional approach to it. Yeah. Yeah. Not, uh, 
didn't start really tinkering with recording as much until like during the downtime, which I should have got into it long, longer time ago, but like, you know, what could I do? You know, I'm in a band and we couldn't do anything, no shows, no barely getting together. So it's like, well, I could probably do this. I could see all these kids on YouTube that come out with that album's like, I can't be I can't be stood up like that. I mean, I'm still not a, I'm not an excellent I'm not an excellent performer or excuse me, producer or whatever by any means. But I I can make okay demos, which is what matters because that's what I handed the rest of the band. I'm like, hey, look, we'll try to learn this. I'll try not to make it too ridiculous, especially for a drummer. But they, right. you know, I don't want parts for with, to do with eight hands, so to speak. You know? Yeah, I think that's like, oh, isn't that what Meshuggah does too? It's like that band from uh, uh, some Scandinavian country where yeah. they'll like go into their computers and like write out some crazy like 13 over eight, you know, oh. rhythm and like, here, play this. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if that was a happy accident. They didn't mean to write it like that and it just came out wrong and then he started playing it that who knows? I don't know. Those guys are pretty crazy. I said, Ms. Sugar, if you're listening, you want to be on a podcast, you know? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. We yeah. got to put it in code words. Um, no, that's oh, cool. no I, uh, I'm at the real band. <laughs> <laughs> but nice. But yeah, think- uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's just uh, kind of what it is there. Like, uh, I mean, like uh, if you're wanting to demo something, that's if you're good enough to do that, I mean, that's all you really need, need, unless you're like trying to up it to the next echelon, you know? I don't know if it's common with other genres, but I know recently, and I don't know if it's beast related or not. I think a lot of it kind of probably is, but a lot of people have been doing a lot of solo stuff. And I think once they get everything done, then they look for live members. But for the most part, I think a lot of people are writing their own material themselves, programming everything, doing everything, getting their own like demos out there, and then maybe trying to find people that want to add to it. At a right, kind of fill it, fill in the space. Yeah, and on the backside, um, I mean that's cool. I mean, if, I mean, I guess I did kind of see something like that too when the beast was cracking, uh, but like, I mean, there's no substitution for like collaboration. Yeah, you know, like I always found like I played more compelling music when somebody else had their ideas thrown in with it. Mm. Uh, yeah. I consider this thing kind of a product of the beast era because podcasting, I don't like stuff like Zoom and everything else, like what we use for here. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was nearly as popular until that happened when everyone started having to work from home and everything else. So I think that's how I. Well, I mean, it, it. Yeah, I mean, it that's where i kind of found out about it but i mean there was like because uh one of the things i did like out in arizona was uh uh av technician and i was at a resort and so like they were starting to do like some like a teleconferencing where they were like actually setting up like cameras you know Mm -hmm. in the boardrooms and like gotta make sure you know you get the solid internet connection because you don't want to drop a call because these are like Fortune 500 companies that are <laughs> looking for any reason not to cut you a check. Yeah. So, I but yeah, first... I mean, like, uh, definitely uh, for like Zoom and the FaceTime and stuff like that, they definitely came out at the right time. <laughs> yeah, I have Microsoft Teams for work purposes. And then 
I was looking into things and I don't know if Teams does this or not, but Zoom actually saves all the audio. I was like, well, I'll just use that because it's seems like a good way to have interviews without having to have someone sitting next to me, like interviewing them that way. Like I could interview anybody at this point. So that's what got me started doing the whole Zoom thing. And I don't think Zoom would have been popular had it not been for the beast. So it, I feel, it definitely you know, did not hurt its popularity. No. <laughs> I, I feel like we've come full circle from like the whole theory about demolition ban man man being our why did I stutter that demolition man being our future like the whole movie like we got like I feel like Taco Bell is pretty much winning a lot of the food franchises because not too many people oh, complain about no. the Taco Bell Taco then, Bell is definitely not winning everything there well I mean <laughs> not, uh, not in my book no I mean not but like it's a, one of the more popular ones. Oh, yeah, definitely. Then, like, there's at one point he's having a quote-unquote Zoom call on monitors. And this was, like, early 90s. So, and all the screens are watching the guy because he's having a little, you know, board meeting. Wasn't that, like, a comic book, too, before it was a movie? Probably. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Most most unoriginal things that Hollywood makes usually a book or a comic because they can't come up with their own shit. And I'm trying to think, well, we don't have the self-driving cars well actually we do if you could afford one but i can't so yeah yeah uh, those still have a little ways to go though before they're like can just be like yeah willy-nilly out on the streets you know didn't some of the self-driving cars actually run somebody over yep in tempe arizona (laughs) were you involved in that i wasn't involved but i know where it happened and i heard all about it but yeah that was uh basically uh the cars aren't like the sensors aren't sensitive enough, you know, at the time to like be able to like pick up on some random lady running out into the middle of the street. Yeah, well, she, <laughs> she shouldn't have done that. If she saw a car coming. <laughs> right, right. And it, 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 she might have been tweaked out or something. I don't know. But mm. uh, yeah. And then Basically, she just yeah. wanted to be on the other side of the road. Yeah. And... <laughs> And then I'm trying to think of other little connections with that movie. Um, well, we can still cuss, but we are getting censored like a motherfucker. Like if you got on Facebook and you say something random, most likely you get thrown a flag, depending on what it is. And then they ban you or some BS. And then we got, I don't know if everybody is like homeless, like they are in a movie living underground, but I feel like that's just normal anyway. Like, well, I don't know why I don't know why I brought this movie into this conversation. But... Here, here's a little bit about the censoring of what Facebook has been doing. So if you're out there listening, fuckerberg, fuck you. Um. <laughs> anyways, when I shared a video for the YouTube, if you have a Facebook page, it'll show you who's actually viewed it. Like it'll show you like it's been seen by so many people. This oh, is... the analytics on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. yeah, it says this post has reached so many people. I posted something just like a random post without the video that said it was seen by like, I thought it said a uh, hundred and something had viewed it or saw it like, and then I posted the video and it said eight people had saw it. I was like, so basically because I posted a link to a YouTube, it kept down the amount of views. But if I posted something that didn't have like a photo or didn't have like anything too particular, they let that be seen by a lot more people because they want you to pay them because they always have boost your post 
They want you to pay mm-hmm. them money so more people see your post. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like, I mean, their basis of their business model is through advertising. You know, yeah. I mean, same thing with like YouTube. Like, there's no way that something that size could operate and exist in this day and age without selling advertising. Yeah. Which sucks because I remember when it didn't have advertising and it was way cooler, but you know, it's like, I, yeah, I don't care to say this out loud and admit to it. If they ever offer to monetize the podcast for random, put random advertisements on there, I'm going to sell out. So, if everyone else is making money, I, I'm tired of having to pay to do this podcast. I would like to at least get my 40 to $50 a month that I have to spend to keep this thing going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As you said, so yeah, I mean, like, yeah, let's get Taco Bell advertisements on your show. Hell yeah. Even though I got food poisoning from them last year, but I'll say hell yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the Taco Bell, Ed, remember? They listened to everything. Oh, yeah, that's true. Whoops. <laughs> it was not the Taco Bell. <laughs> it was the McDonald's. Fuck you, McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, nobody um, likes Anyway, so... McDonald's is like that person. Was it how that's that was that analogy? No, uh, McDonald's is like the meta of fast food. The meta, <laughs> the metaverse. I don't, I don't you know, know it's my, gonna, Ronald McDonald's going to show up to your house one day with a fucking gun. Now, I, I, I went. You know, on a previous podcast, I said I went to like Catholic Mexican church, and like, well, our priest was a, a white guy. He spoke Spanish. And he, I always thought he looked like Ronald McDonald without the makeup, and I don't know why. <laughs> so he had like a red fro? No, no, like just like white hair. And I don't know, like I, fi- I, fi- I figured that's what he looked like without, you know, Ronald without the makeup. And I don't know why. And I told a couple of other people, and my grandma didn't think it was funny because she was hardcore Catholic, but you know. Anyway, <laughs> off topic. So, life of yeah. it. Anyway, um, trying to think mark so um yeah i'm trying to hear some more dark side of your story here i mean so far it's just you got all fun games yeah well up until the um, until the beast came and ruined that for you in a way yeah yeah so um i mean there's definitely some other things in there i mean like uh i don't know uh did you check out any of the any of them with the blurb that I wrote or any questions on that or a blurb. Ed doesn't actually see the emails. Oh, sorry, Ed. Yeah. I don't do any re- oh yeah. I don't do any research. I just try to come with like a fresh ears to all the guests we have. <laughs> oh, right on. Yeah. So. No, I'd seen like you joined some bands or whatever, but I don't remember anything in there that actually like stood out far as like some of the bad stuff you've encountered you said some of the projects you'd been in so yeah well i feel like i'm really letting you guys down here Life, no. <laughs> you said you were in a i'm looking at it now basically you're an electro funk band called baraka yeah not nice <laughs> yeah basically uh our guitarist kind of said it best uh we sounded like james brown but with computers 
and without James Brown. <laughs> so I always thought that was pretty apt. And yeah, that was a fun band. Um, mm. uh, basically, uh, I was in the band Fatty Acids prior to that. And the two guys, uh, we'll call them B and J. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they just moved from like Minneapolis and they're like, hey, you should play drums with us. And it's like, well, I'm already in a band. And he's like, all right. You know, so like, I think he asked me like probably like five to 10 times just being out of like the club. And like, you know, he's like, you know, and finally he's like, okay, you know what? You know, persistence paid off, you know, so went jammed with them. Hmm. And yeah, that one was a, pretty good pretty fun one we started playing this a lot of different places because prior to that that fatty asses was kind of like a uh i'd say kind of like a jam band kind of like fish kind of deal so and then this one was a little different and uh but yeah we that's where we started branching out and like uh, playing with like different djs and other you know different bands and that's kind of around the time when like uh, bands like Lotus was coming up, you know, Soundtrack Sector 9 was already had a name for themselves. So there was a little bit of uh, room for that, you know, where like you have bands that like play instruments, but also have their laptops on stage with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, me just being a bass fiend, you know, I, of course, I'm going to eat that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so like, oh, here's here's one I got for you. Uh, so like uh, we did one show at this place out in Mesa uh, called the well we'll just call it the GS Saloon <laughs> and uh, so basically uh, we're doing our show had our friend Miguel open up fake name by the way uh, and then uh, <laughs> basically uh, we're kind of like doing a little head count you know and so like, okay end of the night the pay looks a lot wimpier than it should have been. And so we were like, you know, and then like uh, the owner gets in our guitarist face and it's like, he called me a fucking liar, you know, trying to like, you know, trying to beef up on him, you know, trying to like, you know, give him the works. Hmm. And so we're like, well, that's pretty fucked up. Uh, You know, like, I don't know if we really want to like squash this relationship just yet, you know? So, like, let's talk to the guy. Maybe he was just having a shit night. Who knows? The, the owner of the club. Yeah. And so what we did is we had our friend who's just, like, the sweetest teddy bear. But, you, you, you know, people that just have those faces that look mean? Yes. Yeah. So this is this dude. Just big. Probably, like, 260. You know, face like that. Sweet guy. Super sweet guy. I love that guy. And so, like, we kind of just walked into the the next day or whenever it was to the the bar owner's office, and was, we're like, okay, so you, you want to run over some numbers? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah, that was that was that was so that was kind of fun. So did that? Did you know about this bar prior? Or this was the first time you played there. I mean, did it yeah, have no, a decent I mean, rep? This is, this is like a club that we would play. Uh, quite a bit in like multiples of my bands with play mm. there. So it was kind of out of uh out of character for him to like try to pull like the fast one, 
You know what I mean? That's did did you play there afterward again or did you stop playing oh, yeah. playing fast ones? Okay, so he just yeah, that dude that dude straightened them out, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, just by <laughs> being there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where like you kind of going on a honor system, like we hope they're not screwing us because of, like why, you know, like I don't know. I mean, Sometimes. It's- it's it a just mixed seems bag. like a short-term uh, advantage, you know? Like, yeah. it's not going to work out in the long run for you. Like, that sort of behavior. Right. So, it just doesn't... I mean, if you're just trying to make a quick buck and get out, you know, I mean, I can see that. But if like, you're the actual, like, owner of the business, you're making money off of your alcohol sales. And mm-hmm. if you Yeah, the door money, should go, all right, all to the band. Yeah, the talent, you know. Yeah, you should split the door between the bands and the rest of it. You're making off of your alcohol sales because more likely you're bringing in more people because you have music going on. So, but trying to explain that business model to a lot of these owners doesn't seem to resonate, at least in my experience. Yeah, I mean, I guess it also depends if, like, the owner is a music lover or even a musician, you know, like, that's actually been down in the the dirt, you know, and did actually played bars before, you know what I mean? There's a bar here in our area, well, my area, that I was actually supposed to be doing, like, the heavier shows there, like, booking and more metal bands and stuff but the beast happened so i only booked one show then the place got shut down for a while it's back up running again they've got shows going on but i might talk to him soon about bringing in bands because at the moment i'm not currently doing anything. i was gonna say how come you didn't ask you maybe he thought you died <laughs> no i no i just haven't talked to him in like three years now just because he died <laughs> everything that went on and like with all that bullshit and the shutdowns and everything else right. like and to be honest when we kind of folded up for the time being it was just like well i'm not too interested in doing anything at the moment because what is the what is the point when no one else seems to want to do it if that makes any sense like mm. and i don't know so like the enthusiasm's just not there I lost a lot of interest in it because I felt like no one was going to show up. I didn't want to put all my effort into something because it wasn't like I was getting paid to do it. Right, right. It was just me on my own time bringing in things for his benefit. So, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a bummer, man. Like I said, it's a a thing that I'm not totally against, but at the same point, if I'm going to put my time and energy into it, I think I should get something out of it. But that's one just mixed, me. One mixed drink. Thank you. <laughs> pay me. Pay me with a Jaeger bomb. <laughs> no, that's, no. That, kind of, that kind of stress is not worth the Jaeger bomb. But yeah, I get you. <laughs> like I said, I don't mind doing it just to do it because I thought it would be helpful to bring in decent bands to the area. But at the same time, it's like I'm not asking to get paid. But at the same time, it's like. So are you like trying to like fill the shoes of the promoter there? Now that's kind of what it was 
I felt like he was asking for me to do would basically just he would like to have metal shows again because he likes that type of music and a lot of people around here like that type of stuff and for a while they did more hip hop than anything. Mm-hmm. So he'd, he'd like to bring back some of the heavier bands because it always drew good for him as well. So we did a couple shows and Ed actually played one of the last shows that we had there and it was a decent turnout. And then so I did it was, a, it was Halloween also, so that yeah. helps. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did one in January during a snowstorm. It actually had a decent <laughs> turnout. And then, like I said, come March, everything kind of closed up for however many months it was. And then after that, like I said, I just haven't been involved in anything. So, like, he hasn't reached out to me, and I haven't volunteered to. I, reach I out wonder either. if they'll be. I wonder if they'll be huge now because people really want to be doing things again. I wonder. I may talk to him. I'm I'm planning on going up there. There's a show this upcoming weekend that I'm going to go up to, and I think Ed's coming up to as well. So I might talk to the guy and be like, look, if you're still wanting to get things going on, uh, I can, I've got connections to where I can help arrange that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's, It's no, not about like, me. It seems not like about other me. places. Other places seems like it's really picked back up. You know, like definitely a lot of well, for me at least, because like on Facebook, I'm still connected with a lot of my Arizona friends, and yeah, they were just like, it's just like it's just overkill how many how many shows they got going on going through there. Yeah, you know, people are definitely like ready to pick up on that fumble and run with it. I know, like, a lot of, like, national, like, okay, like, I'm a metal guy, obviously. And also some of them national acts that I see lately have been pretty busy. Like, damn. Like, like uh, what was it back in, was it December or November? Like, Cannibal Corpse came through town. And that place was fucking packed. And it was, like, a Thursday night or a Monday? I don't, I think it was Monday or something. Like holy, okay. crap. it was like packed. It was ridiculous. Cannibal like, corpse on a school night. Cannibal corpse school night. It was just packed. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm surprised it did not sell out. And, and this Pierre's over there, so it's like huge. And mm-hmm. It was wall to wall full of people. I'm like, wow, I was really proud of Indiana. A lot, you know. I was happy. It's like, oh, I was it's, only it's, at Pierre's once. Um, you should go. You should go often. It's, it's a good time. That I saw shadows fall there. It was like oh, the third or fourth should, time I've seen. We him. should call in. You should call in uh, Wednesday because Morbid Angel's playing Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> Next Tuesday. Yes, it's coming Tuesday. Actually, yeah, that. Yeah, I won't be able to do that. I know. Well, I know responsibilities. I get it. No, I'd ask nobody to do that. <laughs> well, I won't be working that day. I just got personal matters to attend to. Oh, well, that's fine. I'll, I'll Zoom call for Morbid Angel for you. Anyway. <laughs> Ask him if they want to be on an episode. <laughs> now, that guy is interesting. Like, I, this is totally random, but, like, I found the Guitar Player's uh, YouTube channel. And he's a, he's an interesting guy, let me tell you. <laughs> he walks around with, like, a, a doll, a Barbie doll of some sort, tied up with t- duct tape as, like, a prisoner, and he's talking for her. I, I'm like... Wow, well, kind of like like a voodoo doll kind of thing. Not a voodoo doll, but like he's just being funny. It's like, okay, oh, where are we going today, Miss Sally? Oh, 
I don't know. We'll go to the gas station. So, okay, so to, at least there's yeah. some some sort of irony into him it, actually carrying that thing around. Yeah, it, it, it's it's he's <laughs> a trippy guy. And then like somehow a guy from a show talked him into going to the old lady's house that's apparently haunted. So him and his little crew go into some person's house and it's filthy nasty. I mean, this is not rehearsed. And they go in the basement. It's all trash. And the people that are with him are freaked out by it. But he's like, oh, man, I'm going to wait for the ghost. I'm going to smoke a cigarette right here and wait for a ghost to come out. I'm like, this is a guy from Morbid Angel. I'm like, I subscribe to that channel quick. So, I don't <laughs> know. Anyway, that's totally unrelated. But, like, so yeah, some people are interesting. Yeah. As far as, like, yeah, like all the people in bands, you don't think they are, but they're kind of, yeah, different. I think at um, this point in life, people have to be, especially if they're in a band that's always on the road. Yeah, I guess so. Did you ever, uh, Mark, did you ever like have any like weekend warrior shows? Like, like when you took your band out for a whole weekend, hit a couple um, of clubs, clubs, something like anything I crazy. Mean, yeah, like we we done a couple things where we're like you know uh, would like uh, I'd be working sound at a festival and then have the band come in and we'd set up and play. You know, are you are you a sound guy? Yeah, and they're, they're they need sound guys too everywhere in case you ever wanted to make a quick buck. <laughs> by the way yeah no that's yeah. the thought I, i've been talking to some guy around here in town that seems to know everybody so mm. yeah but yeah just uh yeah would do that and like some of those parties were just they're pretty uh pretty labor intensive you know mm. it's like going out to the middle of the desert and for three nights just partying <laughs> yeah I can't imagine that. Like that would be actually fun because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, emergency response time is a uh, lot lagged when you further out you go. So mm. <laughs> a lot mm. of a lot of things uh, you get, you can get away with. Maybe you can, if you've ever heard it. And this is completely off topic for music, but it does kind of go back into this. Have you ever heard of the parties that they have randomly out in the deserts to where they're almost, I don't want to call gothic or vampires, but they're like strange, like weird parties they have. They got like music going on and like they have DJ set up and stuff going out there, but people are like raving, but they're like, but they're like goth. yeah, they're like, like, yeah. like a goth rave where there's like blood and like weird stuff going on. Um, I mean, I've seen what? like flyers for parties like that where they're kind of like the S and M parties. Um, that never really made it out to any of those. But uh, I mean, like they would have those parties at clubs. But I, that's the first I've heard of any like bondage S and M party out in the middle of the desert. So I've heard of stuff. I've, I've listened to another podcast, and it's not a music related podcast. But the person that was talking about they were. Think they're being abducted out there by like these people or whatever, and they said it was like a vampire cult type thing. These people were trying to like drink each other's blood and all sorts of stuff. I was like, that sounded like they was having a bad trip, but you said it was out in the deserts between like I forget where it was, but I've heard of other stories about it too. Like there's always these weird, crazy parties that they're out in the middle of nowhere because it's the desert. There's really nothing out there. So yeah, yeah. You basically you got to bring in generator, your all the sound gear. You know, I'd worry about like getting shit and dust in my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I have a friend out in Phoenix that like has a like basically a, a system called the Danley system. And basically he has like uh, last time he set it up where I was at the same party, he brought like 10 directional subs, which was just like insane. And what's up near Flagstaff. But like he basically after the party, it's like probably like Tuesday or Wednesday following, he's like posting up a video of him just taking a hose to like these humongous subwoofers just cleaning out all the gunk. Yeah. So apparently a hose works to clean them. So I I would hope that's worth the money for that. Damn, that sounds like a lot of work cleaning up those. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that system sounds way nice. I bet it does. <laughs> I, I know when he said gothic and blood. I, I don't know. I thought of like the steampunk kind of like Mad Max parties, but I don't know if that's. I don't know if that, that like I said. Well, that'd be like frozen. Burning Man shit right there. Is that what that is? Okay, I didn't know. What Burn, well, Burning Man, they have like they set up like a like a little geo something. I can't remember the actual name of it. Geodesic uh, dome. And basically, like the last couple of videos I've seen from it is like people are dressing up in like those inflatable T Rex suits <laughs> and like they're kind of like doing like a Mad Max battle in the middle of this dome, you know, at like I, one of the biggest parties on the planet. Yeah. I want to be Master Blaster. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> hmm. Nice. So I'm trying to, so basically, like, you basically had a healthy scene out there, and you, you obviously there was always something to do because of. I mean, it, it, yeah. it was healthy compared to, I mean, maybe a smaller town, but like, I mean, like if you went six or eight hours west, you know, you're getting like San Diego and LA where they have real scenes. <laughs> but that's not too far from you, though, like realistically, right? You said. Yeah, six to eight hours, you know, like yeah. six hours to San Diego, eight hours yeah. to LA. Yeah. Nice. And four hours on the LA freeway system. <laughs> uh, no. That, Vegas no. is what, like four or five hours? Yeah, something like that. Oh. Uh, yeah, Vegas could be kind of fun if you're like going up just for a show. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, the only times I ever really went up to Vegas. We were in Vegas during Beast Era my wife and I, and it's strange. We got screamed at because the mask was not covering our nose, but you could smoke a big fat blunt on the side of the road next to a cop and they did not care. I was like, this is weird times we live in. It's okay to uh, partake in the devil's lettuce, but damn it, make sure your mask is covered your nose. Well, I mean, I think uh, Nevada voted that to make that recreational. Yeah, it, it was. You can yeah. You could get it and walk around and well, talk. I mean, even before it was voted recreational, I mean, people yeah. would still be doing that in Vegas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've definitely done my fair share of fear and loathing in that town. <laughs> that would be a yeah, that trying to relive that whole movie would be not good for me, I don't think. <laughs> that used to be one of my favorite movies. I haven't watched it in a long time. Neither have I, but when I do, like it's like I pick up on something new. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. They got like all these little subtle jokes that like it takes a couple, couple watches to like pick up on a lot of it. Didn't they just make one a few years ago that was another Hunter S. Thompson movie with Johnny Depp? Uh, was it that Rum Diary? 
I think so. I never watched it. Yeah. No, I think I just watched that one the other week. Like I had it on. Uh, I had a girlfriend that was way in the movies and she like kicked me down like a uh, several gigs <laughs> of uh, movies. Nice. And that was one of them. And it's like, yeah, that's a that's a funny movie, man. Yeah, I've never checked it out. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 guy Hunter S. Thompson, that guy was that guy was a nut. A little, a little bit from what I could gather. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he helped launch the Vin Suddenfold into mainstream just because they had that song Backcountry and then ripped off the Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas uh, movie for their music video. I did never notice that. Yeah, the song... I don't back, know about that one. I said, have you ever... This was back in, like, 2005, and I really liked Avenged Sevenfold's old stuff. But then they came out with City of Evil, and that's when they don't do any screaming. It's all singing and everything else, and that was, like, their main... I think they are signed to, like, Epic Records or something, and that was their big hit, Backcountry. But the <laughs> video's straight up a ripoff of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I'll have to watch that. Cool. I, I just knew, like, he, he tore his voice up, and he got voice lessons from the guy from James Hetfield. So that's probably what... Is that true, or is that just a rumor? I've, uh, I've heard that story, but I've never seen him ever come well, uh, James Hetfield has a voice trainer? <laughs> no. I, I I think there is one that like helps them, kind of like the, there's actually a, a female that helps the metal screamer scream. The, um, the Zen of screaming, I have that yeah, DVD her. somewhere. It never worked for me. I still I, I, I don't like the breathing thing because then it feels like yoga. I'm never gonna learn how to scream then. Oh well. I don't think I do it properly, but it seems to be okay. Huh. Until, right I, until I no longer have a voice, I guess. Yeah. Well, you just yeah. Is there uh, anything else you really want to talk about that like stands out to you? Uh, you talking to me? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I thought. Uh, no, I should have probably took a little better notes. <laughs> probably right. had some talking points written down. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, I I failed you guys on that one. Uh, yeah. Well, no, like, but you know, like basically like you kind of had a well i mean the worst part for you is like you enjoyed yourself in arizona and then the beast era came and just swept that from under your feet and now you're just slowly trying to get back to where you were and you know yeah i mean uh, but there's also like it's not all fun and games just because it is rock and roll there are going to be casualties so like definitely yeah. like lost a couple of friends down the path yeah you know, and but that's kind of part of life too mm. yeah that's just kind of the things that we talk about is it's not uncommon because there's only so many episodes that have been aired so far but we've recorded probably like 10 or so more since what's aired mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that everyone's talked about they all are similar in stories like everyone experiences something differently but they're all the same common themes. Like everyone deals with the same issues, but no one really ever talks about it. Right. Right. So that's the hope of this podcast is to appeal to those that are out there that, you know what, you're not the only ones going through it. There's mm -hmm. a lot of people that go through the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, 
while there are differences there are similarities yeah yeah but uh yeah so there's that and then like also you know uh spending a good portion of that time out there in abject poverty <laughs> was oh. fun you know yeah. and then uh yeah but i mean i don't think i'd change a single thing about any of it i always yeah. feel like out there at least scottsdale area it's very uppity uppity am i wrong no you're absolutely correct scottsdale is kind of known for uh it's uh lavishness uh yeah like old town scottsdale's got all kinds of like clubs and everything um some of the best sushi places though are going to be in north scottsdale uh, but you don't eat fish so but uh i mean like basically scottsdale paradise valley uh uh there was another one that was kind of very schmanchy where you have like so like homes that are several million dollars and that's mm -hmm. the run of the mill uh but like uh Scottsdale, just because of the way it's uh, laid out, it's very long from south to north. So the closer that you get to Tempe and ASU, you start to have more of, you know, more Tempe looking people. <laughs> so it's a little, little more fun, a little more seedy, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you, get, you start getting some dive bars on in South Scottsdale. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been out there, like I said, a couple times, and I didn't mind it. But at the same time, every, I was out there once in August, and it was like 118 degrees when I left. Uh huh. <laughs> in August, though, so that probably been around the monsoon season. So that probably mm. have some uh, humidity in there too. I just know it was hotter than fuck. Everyone's like, oh, it's a dry heat out here. I was like, it's 118 degrees and I am still sweating. So yeah. it's not very dry. <laughs> yeah, dry heat, still heat. You no. know, and I guess uh, people think it's cute to say that. It's not like it's <laughs> not been said for the last 15 years by people. <laughs> it was it was strange to me, though, like the swimming pools and out there. Like, I don't know if it was just because of how hot it was in the air to get into a pool. But, like, I felt like I was freezing when I got into a swimming pool. And the temperatures of the water was, like, 80-something degrees. Like, it's like an ice cube. It's probably because the fucking air out there is almost 120. And I'm getting into, like, an 80-degree pool, 40-degree oh, yeah. difference. Yeah, well, the wind blows and it feels like you just opened up an oven, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, but that's kind of the thing, you know, to do during the summer times is have a swimming pool or a friend with a swimming pool i just there's just too many or, people for me what's that there's just too many people out there for me <laughs> yeah well i just remember being little and living out there for a little bit like i just remember the mountain ranges this was tucson mm -hmm. and then there was a theme park that's apparently still there and i'm like man i should make a trip out there to go to this theme park and see the mountains and then try to go to every like little site from the movie The Wraith with Charlie Sheen, because that movie was filmed. <laughs> that movie was filmed in that area. Right, right. I'm like, and that's a cool movie. Anyway. I don't know about theme park in Tucson. It's called like old the old Tucson town. It's like it's a town, and they have like I remember they do like little skits, cowboy shoots and shit. And I think it's still there, but like it looks like an old town, like a you okay. know, a, 
the kind of town. old west town old kind west of town and like some yeah. movies have been made there like i think that one really famous cowboy movie was filmed there a couple of them because they used this... yeah the tombstone was filmed yeah. there i believe and then i think in a couple other ones but it's called old tucson i think oh sure. okay yeah I, uh, there's a haunted place out there or haunted town i think it's called jerome i've been there mm. oh yeah jerome's way cool town dude very very cool um yeah uh it's said to be uh haunted and uh mm. i never experienced any uh weird stuff but uh there's yeah. a famous person that has a winery in that town so hmm. uh, a gentleman that sings for a band you know uh oh am i allowed to say the band's name yeah you're like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. tool yeah uh so yeah, uh, Maynard has a little like winery tasting room in downtown Jerome. That's weird. Uh, it was it has like a little record store in the very basement too. It's pretty darn cool. I think oh. I was out there in two thousand seven or two thousand eight. So I don't know if I've been there at that point, but I think it's a little more recent than that. But yeah, he's uh, got into making wine, and that's like one of the few regions in Arizona uh especially that far north usually like the grapes grow better in like southeastern uh arizona like a closer to like new mexico <laughs> which you wouldn't even guess thinking arizona be like oh you guys grow grapes there <laughs> <laughs> how the fuck does that work i just think of cactus yeah yeah i feel like that's the that's the end game when you're famous is to have your own winery kind of like the guy from queens right has one too Oh, I didn't so know I, that one. I think so. And aren't those guys like coming through yeah. town? I, actually, yeah, I, I actually saw the flyer. They're actually coming to uh, Plymouth also. Okay. It's like just like Megadeth is coming to Plymouth. I'm like, man, I'm gonna go to that racetrack for the concerts now because our 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 county fair doesn't get shit. How come this little dumpy ass fucking racetrack gets all these <laughs> random bands? Blueberries. <laughs> I or. I don't even know how that's possible because they don't even charge for parking some places. I just I, there's something up. There's got to be something going on in that in that area about how they raise money for these shows. So uh, front for the mafia. Uh, it could be like you know. They, <laughs> I don't. That's a good. That's a good theory. I figure Brandon would know because he's kind of like out that way, but he's not. So I don't know. No, you're. All right. I think you're closer to Plymouth than I am. Yeah, you're right. I've lied. Well, I, and that that little there's that gray area of like we might be in the the where ha- I'm happy, at between, happy medium, yeah, like between Indy and like where I live, like I feel like right there is like no man's land. I don't know what goes on. I know there's an Air Force base, and then there's where you live, and there's strip clubs and whatever. But <laughs> I, don't, I think there's like there's hidden things down in in the middle of the state of Indiana. The Just, Air Force base is uh about. 10 miles south of me it's i thought it was closer i don't know why no it's i think it's about 10 miles nine or 10 miles uh <laughs> but plymouth is about 50 something miles north of me oh is it really yeah see in my head it feels closer like he's describing arizona like the towns <laughs> are close but when you look at the state it's fucking huge yeah and they're yeah. not close no, they're not. Close yeah, no, it, it, they're few and far between, man. Right, and then there's like desert between there, so there's like a lot of people that try to make it and ran out of water, and now they're all, you know, dead. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I made the drive from Indiana to Arizona back in 17 and it's a drive. Was, yeah. It was, <laughs> we didn't stay in a motel, slept in the car a few hours at a gas station at a time. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a, it was a long ass drive. And I just remembered driving through Texas was probably one of the most boring fucking parts of the drive. <laughs> Oh, did you go through the Panhandle or? Uh, I really don't remember. It was the northern part of Texas. It was, it was the northern part of Texas. We come through Oklahoma, then through Texas, then New Mexico. Okay, yeah. So like Amarillo, I think is. Uh, yeah, I think we did go by that. Yeah, but but yeah, I did that drive uh, back in not this past April, the one prior. So a friend had a wedding out in Arizona, so. Yeah, like you said, it was like basically I was just stopping at like, you know, rest areas just to sleep. And yeah, but on basically, way, what's that? On the way home, I think it was Colorado or like I got on this road and there was literally like 60 miles of no exit. It didn't feel like it was just like a single straight road and there was no houses. And I don't remember what it was. It's the way fucking GPS took me. And there was no lights. There's no towns. And I was afraid we we're going to run out of gas or <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, I just want to get somewhere where I can get back to a normal road. This is supposed to be the shortest route. And I don't know what the fucking road is. It's a complete pitch blackout. <laughs> There's no lights. So yeah. well, Colorado seems a little out of the way. Well, my plan was to hit different States that I hadn't been to. Oh, gotcha. So I hadn't been through Colorado. So I wanted to drive through the Rockies which it was nice to see, but it is what it is. Like, I just want to knock off states that I hadn't been to. Yeah. Uh. Oh, Colorado's got some beautiful stuff, man. Like, uh, yeah, we'd go up there and party every so often. Mm. You know, Fort Collins especially. It's, like, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, a venue west of Fort Collins called the Mishawaka, which was kind of crazy because there's a town in Indiana called Mishawaka. <laughs> Is it like, disappointing like ours? <laughs> no, absolutely not. See, it's there's like, a difference. So you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's like the little Boulder Creek that runs like right next to the venue. They got like outdoor uh, theater. Yeah, it's a, it's like it's a really cool venue. Damn. Did you guys ever go to? Did you guys go to the Bucky's? I keep hearing these Bucky's truck stop stations, and I'm kind of jealous. I don't remember if I stopped at one or not, but I know I, I'm, I'm one day I'm gonna find one. I saw one when we just went to Alabama last summer, or last mm-hmm. actually about a year ago now. Spring break of last year, we went to Alabama, and I seen a Bucky's. I think I don't remember if we stopped there or not. <laughs> I have about... been to the world's biggest truck stop up on eighty. I don't remember exactly where it's at, but I know I stopped there at one point. Uh... Crazy, but, yeah. Right. I wish I could say I was on tour and saw all of the shit, but it wasn't. It was just road trips. <laughs> Right, but well, did you guys ever get the tour? I mm. did not. I just got weekend warrior stuff. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't yeah, call it tours. Yeah, I've been gone for like five days. That's the longest I'd been away on playing shows. Right. So, I mean, if we had like a gig in Flagstaff, one in Phoenix, and one in Tucson, we'd call that a tour. <laughs> That's it's okay. Long ass drives between each show. Right. So yeah. Now, we went from Fort Wayne to 
Lima, Ohio to northern part of Michigan over to Illinois and back to Indiana. And then we ended up not even playing the Michigan show because we drove all the way up there and the place, it was like the second day of some biker festival and they were already closing up when we got there. I was like, we're, we're supposed to be playing. Like, oh, we're done for the day. I was like, what the fuck? We drove for eight fucking hours to get up here. Oh, yikes. I wasn't real happy about that. And then we drove over to Illinois. And I don't remember. If, I really don't remember if that show happened either, to be honest. And we played mm-hmm. the, the Monday in Kokomo. But we started up Friday night we, or Thursday night. We played in Fort Wayne. Friday night we played in Lima. Saturday we drove to Michigan. Didn't play. And then Sunday we we're supposed to play in Illinois. And I don't remember if we actually played that one or not. And I know we played Monday in Kokomo. And then that was the end of the touring for me i was like this is i'm not driving all over the fucking place to play these shows and they're not even gonna be, let us know that there is no fucking show going on <laughs> yeah that'd be disheartening yeah so. i mean like <laughs> there's one time my old band we drove up to illinois for like this quote metal fest and we were playing like on the second night and we drove up there i guess they had the first night and i think it was clint a previous uh, guest i think his band played the first night and then his guitarist had warned us like uh don't do it it's not worth it <laughs> so we went up there and like we waited at the venue or bar whatever the fuck it was and like uh the doors were locked so then all these bands are showing up and then we're all trying to call somebody and this, this real nice lady who seemed to know who put it together she's some gothic chick well the the lady wasn't gothic. It's the other lady that put it together. And so the lady was talking to her, to us, and I I called her on the phone. And I was like, hey, what's going on here? And then her, I guess, boyfriend, husband was, like, yelling at the lady. He's like, you fucking bitch. You're supposed to be here. This is your fucking show. I'm like, holy shit. He's intense. I like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yelling at the other lady. And I guess it got canceled. So we drove all the way up to, like, Illinois, kind of by, is it O'Hare Airport? I always get them confused. Anyway, we went to like a no show. We just hung out, went to a, a deep dish pizza place, drove home. Whatever. I mean, that's just the kind of shit that you'll run into where like it's so disorganized in a way that they could have at least told the bands. And probably the first night was a flop, and then she just put her tail between her legs and hid. No. I don't know, man. It's oh man, that shit drives anybody nuts. Yeah. The fun part think- about the Michigan shit not happening was when we came back because we went up there with two other bands and we're driving down I think it was 69 maybe I don't know and the other band one of the bands drove up next to us and I just happened to look over I'm in the passenger seat look over and there's just big white ass hanging out the fucking window <laughs> they're driving on 65 moon and us as they go past us I was like hey I get, it made up for the day I guess we haven't been moon before so that was the first time <laughs> <laughs> big old white ass hanging out the window nice we were hoping well i won't say we but it was disgusting and hilarious if he'd actually shit while he had his ass out the window. <laughs> i was like that's pretty fucking gross but at this point nothing would have surprised me that was like our poor from hell but how would you yeah. even handle that man it's like crapping while you're mooning somebody I don't know. I'd, I'd get stage fried. I couldn't. Yeah. 
Just the cleanup uh, after that too. That's how awful. Yeah, I'd be a little mad. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be very I don't even know. If the guy in the back window had his uh, window down, it flies through the window, hits the other guy in the face. <laughs> I, 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 my body goes into weird like shutdown modes if I'm in some place I'm not familiar, and sometimes I like hold it, and it won't go for days. I don't know why. I mean, it's the Michigan air, but I feel like every time I go to Michigan, I have like, I'm not I don't know. too though. I don't. Uh, maybe maybe this nerves. I don't. I don't even know. I had no reason to be nervous. Because we're staying at like a family's house that we normally stay at. And I'm like, why why am I plugged up? <laughs> it's in the mine. I'm the same way. I like to shit on my own toilet. So Yeah, so I don't think it could survive its work because I'd be like inflated full of shit. <laughs> like, I don't want to be going to the ER because of like, I don't know, like sepsis. Um, colon or something. Yeah, like sepsis, right? Is that what happens when you like, hold? yeah, like I don't. I mean, I'm infection, isn't it? Yeah, like, like it just maybe that is. I don't know. I feel like I don't know if my body would have survived a longer tour than that. I'm, I'm too old for that. But I always wondered, like, what would happen? (laughs) All I know is we were riding six deep in a fucking pickup truck, like a 19 early 90s Chevy pickup truck, so it could fit six, and we were fucking jam packed in there with a damn trailer that said fart and turd on the side of it. Oh, the trailer. Yeah. So the trail turd. And uh, <laughs> we were, uh, that's all I really remember about it. The shows, I don't really remember a whole lot about the shows besides a couple instances, but I remember we were having fun just being out on the road. And then I could not do it though. If it was something that I had to do every like be gone for like a month straight being jam-packed in a vehicle like that i'm claustrophobic as it is i don't like being compacted that much so i'd I'd stress out i know i would i mean well i guess like if the if it was like back in the day and they take care of you and you had like everything paid for and i don't worry like i think i'd probably relax more but when you're in a small time band you got to worry about the next night getting paid gas getting eating I mean, you could probably eat like little things if you wanted to, but then your just sleep's all thrown off. Somebody's got to drive. I don't know. I'm no. not complaining too much, but I'm past the age where I'm like, I don't think I could do that. Sorry. <laughs> so I can't even really say it was a tour because we started off in Fort Wayne and we came home that Thursday and then we right. left Friday and drove to Lima and we stayed in Ohio and then we drove all the way to Michigan the next day. And then from Michigan, we just drove back to Indiana right. and I stayed at home and then went to illinois the next day and then came back and then went to kokomo so we weren't even really gone consistently so but i I imagine like some other bands are currently like doing this though and like still doing it and it's like good for them you know i don't yeah yeah like i said i don't envy anyone that does it i'm kind of jealous because i kind of would like to have experienced that but at the same time i don't know if i would have enjoyed it i guess if the shows were cool and Met some cool people along the way. It'd been one thing, but riding six deep in a pickup truck was not real fun. Right. And car, then you could have car problems in the middle of nowhere. I think that terrifies me too, because then you're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're anyway, stuck with like yeah. thousands of dollars worth of gear behind you. You don't know if someone's going to rob your trailer. Yeah. So that yeah. seems to be a issue to some bands that they 
someone steals their entire fucking trailer. I would get electric fence on everything. Or like Some, someone would just have to sleep in the trailer with a gun. <laughs> that would be cool as long as they don't pass out like from heat exhaustion or something. Yeah. Crazy, you know. And that'd be kind of terrifying because like a bump you'd hit probably be like, ooh, I don't know. I'm not saying ride it. I'm just saying at night. Oh. oh, oh, yeah. Well, get one of those extended trailers where you can put some bunk beds in it. Oh, okay, you're right. You're right. I would probably be the guy in the in the trailer. I'm going to give a fuck. I just turn on my sleep noise mich- app and just hear a fan, you know, <laughs> the whole time. As long as it's not freezing out or not, you're not in Arizona at 118 degree weather. Right. What's that? What's that meat smell? Oh, it must be barbecue. Oh no, it's Jed. We left him inside the fucking trailer. It cooked them alive. Put a blanket down. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Good. Well, Mark. I guess, yeah. It's uh, been a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I didn't have uh, more stories for you. But, uh, <laughs> no, I feel good. like Yeah, I feel like we like took good. up your time accidentally. But <laughs> oh, No worries, man. You guys are, you guys are got a good thing going on here. Yeah. So. We usually I- ask if you have any recent music. And if you do, we always play a song at the end from one of your most recent outings. So do you have anything that you would want um, to share? My, yeah, I think I got something on my SoundCloud that we could probably use. Okay. Uh, and it won't get you in any trouble. <laughs> well, that's fine. You can uh, send an email, send it in that email, and then I'll add it to the end of the episode. All right. Sounds like a plan, my friend. Yeah. All right. Appreciate All right. it. You guys have a great night, man. Yep, you too. Thanks for sure. having me. Yep. Yeah, no problem. Right, bye. And on that note, anyone out there listening, if you'd like to be on a future episode of Dark Side of the Scene, get on here and talk with Ed and I. Send an email to Brandon at darksideofthescene.com. We'll get you scheduled for a future episode. But we're going to roll out on this one, so take it easy. Uh, 13, 3, 1, 2, 7, 3, take off. And that is 15, 30.